Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio. Jesse, I hit the wrong button. It was supposed to be the Jeff and the She people in today. <laughs> well, we can go for two intros, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, I love the branding. Of course, you are listening to Right On Radio, and yes, they are back. It was our biggest show, believe it or not. Uh, but today, we're not doing celebrity survivor dating. Darn. Uh, it will be coming. It will be coming. We will do this. But of course, Jeffy and I are joined by Madison, who has been blowing the whistle, lighting the internet on fire, and Claire, who has been in the fight. She is so talented. She's known as the Great British Bird, but she's also known as Computer Challenged this morning. <laughs> How did I know you weren't going to let that go? Yeah. And we haven't verified the knickers, but she is here and her face is perfectly in camera and looking beautiful this morning. I'm really sucking up because of the bad, horrible cover I did last time. And, do another one for you. And, and there will be I'm going to get worse. We'll get redemption from that. I promise you, Claire. I, I don't know, Jeff. I mean, I think you're kind of walking a fine line there. No one was, Jeff. I'm like, can, I just ask, can, can everybody else just now just show the audience nose? Just pretend to do a frozen face. <laughs> there you go, John. All of us to do one for the next show. All right, actually, actually, let let's all do it on the count of three. It'll be the perfect gift. You ready? All right, ready? No, because you're gonna make. I'll do it, and you won't do it for a laugh. <laughs> three, two, three, I'll do one. it. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, we, 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 we got to redo it. We all had our mouths open. I, I'm gonna do something. We got to do something different than that. All right, ready? Okay, ready? One, two, three. <laughs> all right. Now people know that this is a serious broadcast. <laughs> let, let, let's do some catching up because uh, you guys were working on some big intel uh, before last time. And Madison, you were going on a trip. Uh, Claire, you've got a whole bunch of stuff going on. Uh, you mm -hmm. guys are doing cross, cross the pond intel swap sort of thing. Who wants to start and give us a uh, an update on what's going on? Well, you you do the road trip first. The road trip? You made it seem like this was like a fun, you know, <laughs> like on the road trip. But you really meant it. It's like so, you need a little road trip song, you know, la, 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 on the hunt again. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I didn't, I, well, I did, I guess, do a road trip to Pennsylvania. I don't even know, my days are all mixed up. But prior to that, after we... Spoke. I needed to get away quickly to do some extractions because Jeff and Claire wanted to hook 
Jess and I up on this celebrity survivor dating. So I need to go and get some kids here. Um, <laughs> I was like, let me leave quickly because I don't. On your first date, you can say, I've got another 50 kids. <laughs> we got more than that. Um, I'll have to yeah. get the numbers next. I don't have um, all the reports, but there we did get a lot of kids, um, which was amazing. This one was um, a difficult very difficult for me um, just because it was very intense. Um, we had a lot of teams. There was a lot of moving parts. There's still moving parts going on at the moment, but I had to get pulled. Like, well, they dislocated, I got dislocated my shoulder. I'm telling you, I swear to God, these demons come at me quick and hard. It's like, I don't know what it is, but I get injured every time I go. So they, my shoulder got dislocated and I was like, pop it back in place and I'm going in. They're like, let's pull you. I go, just pop it back in place and let's go. They so popped it back in place, which hurt like a mother. <laughs> and then I went in and then the next day it dislocated again. So they popped it back in and I was like, they're like, listen, we're gonna pull you. I'm like, no, cause this one was like the big one to go in and get, there was like hundreds of kids. And so I'm like, no, I'm not I'm going in. And I, I don't care, I can fix my shoulder. I mean, <laughs> just the devil, the demons in her house ringing. No, sorry, apologies. No, you're good. Um, so we, there, I was like, I'm gonna go in with these kids. I'm gonna go get them. And so I went in. There was a couple hundred kids, and like I said, I'll get the reports and all the numbers. So the next time we do one together, that I have all of that, because there were some that died or were dead on arrival, which is what we've seen lately, and some that are in critical condition. So it was difficult. And then my team sat me down. They're like, listen, we know that you want to keep going in, but there's a threat on you and there's a high threat. And so we're pulling you. And that's very difficult for me to do because I'm on the front lines and these babies, like the friend of mine's like your heart beats for these kids. And they really do just because there's like no one else doing it. And, and when I say no one else doing it, there are people that are doing it. And actually, thankfully, this conference that I just did um, met through someone else. He was like, I'm going to I'm a Navy SEAL, like we will go in and do these extractions with you. And I know people always offer, but it's difficult when people offer because you don't know on the internet, someone offering if they're good or they're trying to infiltrate like information or, or what it might be. So hopefully we have this connection with Navy SEALs that can go in because I know that now that I'm out there doing a lot more of this media and speaking out and naming names and talking about the tribunals, eventually I'm not going to be able to go in and do these anymore, which will be heartbreaking. But um, I'm on the bench right now. I did go to see the doctor. I tore my rotator cuff and they want to do surgery, but I'm like, hmm. I think I'm going to wait a little bit and see if maybe I can do some natural healing. Claire has um, a guy in the UK that does some natural healing. So that's like really, that was my road trip, but not really a road trip. And I got to say this too, because we talked about it earlier. Camilla Harris was not at the border. I mean, it pisses me off to no end that she said she was. She was not there. We have teams that were there and she was not there at all. And she doesn't know what's going on there. And it's horrific. And it just it, it just makes me so angry because they're the fake administration. I get it. But seriously, can you fake it a little better to at least show that you care a little bit? You're you're not even faking it good. Like or well, what's the word good? Well, <laughs> my grammar's off. She's so, just a vile woman, isn't she? She's just a vile. Well, she is. It's like, come on, guys. Like, wake up. This, these, these children are being trafficked. And one of the things I had mentioned um, 
I don't know, I was doing a call yesterday and one of the big issues that we're having is they're trafficking Mexican children to the U.S. border and then the U.S. children over the Mexican border. So mm -hmm. once you cross country lines, it's harder to find those children. So it's a lot more difficult to find who their parents are, their family is, you know, and one of the other questions too, people keep asking me what happens to the kids. They are safe, but we don't give those reports because those children need to be protected and safe. And me giving those reports to anybody, even to media, they, it would put them at extreme risk. But I can tell everyone that I ensure that every single one of them is safe and I have their names, their ages. Well, what if we know their ages or if they know their ages, but I know exactly where all of them are and follow up on everyone. I don't ask Claire, I don't sleep. I mean, that's why I call her in the middle of the night. She calls me in the middle of the night. Like I just, I make sure that these babies are okay. So it's, I mean, I, I'm only at the other end of the phone at the moment with you on this and it's harrowing. It's not nice to, to, to listen to because she's unloading because she wants to talk about it, but it's a horrible feeling for her, isn't it? Because she, what can do things like that? It's well, it's emotional. Thing. I mean, you know, I did survive it. Surviving it, and just you know this too, like when you survive it, it's different than seeing these babies. Like, yeah. it's easier for me to survive it. If I could take their pain and go through it, I would because I know I can endure it because mm -hmm. I did. But that's what's really difficult for me with these babies because it's just like the care that they need after is so intense and so, mm -hmm. you know, and most aren't like Jess and I, where we've gone through the healing process and forgiveness process and, you know, getting those kids through that process and then making sure that you have the right team around that say the right things and do the right things to make sure that these kids are okay. Because sometimes we don't find their families and they're with us. And we want to ensure that even when they turn 18, 19, that there are people with them that walk their journey so they don't end up into prostitution or stripping or, or whatever it might be. You know, that's These so are the lucky ones though, aren't they, that have managed to come through and you've managed to help. So, you know, so they're not gonna, most of them don't live to that age, do they? They're not even ever gonna get to that age, are they? Because it's, there's nothing there to help them at the moment, is there? Other than you yeah, we did a video on, you know, with several of us survivors, called the body keeps score and people don't realize the damage that the trauma causes the body that you know these kids they'll have multiple fractures a lot of them every bone in their body is fractured because of the abuse um you know then they've got different you know like i have the low potassium issues a lot of them will have electrolyte or different types of issues heart thyroid liver problems um so you know, it's not like once they're saved, it, you know, everything's hunky-dory besides the emotional impact that their traumas had. Um, you know, the body still endures and shows that it's suffered trauma, you know, that mm. is hard to get past. Yeah, it's true. Well, mm. even with us, Jess, like you, we've gone through it. It affects our bodies not just our mental, like there are physical scars and physical, like that affects us as we get older and everything because of the trauma that we have. So as a, a young child that has this, that internal bleeding and, and all of that from being tortured and abused is people don't want to think about that. They can't think, oh, no one can do that to a child, but really they, these are demons. Like I seen it, I, I can't, these are not real people. 
these people yeah. are demons and that's it. And no one's going to change my mind on that because it's just, it's mm. horrific. It really is. Yeah. And the worst of them, I mean, you know, some of them, it's like, because of the the state that they're found in, you know, they have to come out, they have to have surgeries, they are in intensive care, yeah. you know, and it's not an easy or light thing. And, you know. Yeah. Well, not, go ahead, Jeff. Well, you know, I, I was just going to say, um, you know, thinking of someone, I've, listen, I've never done this, um, never been exposed to what you've seen, and particularly what Jesse's seen with the factories and things like that in New Madison going in and physically taking these kids out. And, and I'm really glad you mentioned that, you know, after 18, that there's somewhere to carry on because, you know, I've heard countless stories of people who get out of a system and then there's just nowhere to go, you know, foster homes and things like that. But, you know, when, when I think about what it actually takes to go in and get these kids, listen, quite on, listen, I, I'm six foot two, I'm like 250 pounds. I'm kind of a big brooding guy. Um, I don't think I could do it. I could, I could take out the bad guys, you know, mm. yeah. you put, a, put an AR in my hands and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. You know, these monsters, I would have no problem, but to take these kids and to have them, first of all, even be able to come near your arms, you know, the, the amount of trust, I think there's gotta be an anointing on you to do that. Uh, honestly, because not everyone can do it. I don't think I could stomach it. Well, it's hard, you know, it's what's difficult about that when you're holding them, because you do have a team, you know, but you have to be careful that even when you're holding them or, or getting them, that you don't mess up evidence. And so like the one thing when we talked about Angel, the little boy that died in my arms, I wanted to kiss him on the forehead, but like a, like a pure and my team like stopped me because they're like, you can't have any saliva, anything on him because if they do any type of thing, like, I don't know what it's called, but the, you know, when they're doing evidence, yeah. forensic evidence, you know, that you, yeah. can't, you can't have that on them. You can hold him because you're holding him and, and they're going to know that that, but if you do anything else, especially because they've been abused, you mm -hmm. can't. So it's so, that's the most difficult part as a mom. Like that's just my nature of like, you want to hold them and, and love them. And so it, that is a, there is a, a difficult fine line in it. And, and the other thing too, is like you said, you have the AR, like my team has said to me multiple times, you should have pulled your gun. And I'm like, I can't like, if I pull it and shoot, I'm, I'm going in like vigilante mode and it's, it, it's not stopping. And so you, that's easier said than done. And so that I really respect like our officers that are good officers and the, our military, that's good military, because it's not an easy thing to do to have a gun in your hand and choose to not use it. That's why I feel like I keep getting hurt. Cause I'm like, I do have a gun on me. I could shoot them. I could take them down within seconds, but do I do that and take a life on top of that? Yes, their life deserves to be taken, but I believe that they actually probably deserve to be a little bit more tortured in prison and that these, um, and they're not victims once they're, they're victims within it, but once they're out, they're survivors. And so I, these survivors deserve to see these captors in jail and rotting. And if they get put to death, have the opportunity to be able to see that person get that. The people that you that you arrested with Angel or that they they arrested, they were very well dressed individuals, weren't they? The men and women, they they looked very polished. They weren't like some skanky person. They were properly polished individuals that 
any child in the street would walk up to if they said, what time is this? Yeah. They yeah. Need, you know, they're organized in that way. It's shocking. Yeah. There's people always asking what organization they can go to. And I always direct them um, to this woman named Cami Belker because she was the only survivor or the only organization that they're doing extractions internationally, nationally. And then they do a lot of survivor support. So like if the survivor needs therapy, whatever, they will move hell and high water to get it for the survivor, like wisdom teeth pulled, whatever. And so um, we were talking about this on the call yesterday and her and some other people, they said exactly that. Who you think are the ones trafficking children are not what you are thinking in the movies. It is well-dressed people. It's through the technology with our children. Like it is it's a everywhere. Industry. Yeah. But to what? It's it's a multi-billion dollar industry. Oh, trillion, I believe. This is very industrialized. This isn't just a couple, you know, little small guys carrying these. This is a major factory. Like it, it's it, it's industrial. Yeah. Before I was out there and all of this, we I had to go do a buy, you know, and I had to pretend to be the buyer. And it was through a restaurant. So they told me what was going to happen. And I was like, okay, this is like a very nice high-end restaurant. They told me to where to sit. I thought that the buy was going to happen with these two like very well-dressed gentlemen, you know, good looking, thought it was going to be them. Nope. It was two like over 80, 80, 85. I don't mean, they were older that did the buy and we're trafficking the children. I'm like, this could be your grandma and grandpa really? Really? that are trafficking and doing the buys and selling the children. And I so badly because, you know, I had to do the buy, get the transaction, get the kids. And then I get out very quickly when I'm doing the buy and not doing an extraction. And I so badly wanted to be like, this is what you do in retirement or is this what you've done all along? Are you that desperate for money? You've lived your life. Like, is this really what you do i mean honestly it pissed me off more that the 80 year olds did it than like mm -hmm. younger ones well, you should know better well jesse speak to that for a moment because i think you'll be able to give some insight on why they're doing it yeah well i think it's you know because they've been programmed through all the years that's their position that's what they're trained for but you know even as i when i was growing up I saw a lot of that, you know, when they would do the hunts or other things, you know, they would cater to the elderly in system, the retired high priests and priestesses. You know, it's like once you retire, you, it, we'll just say the rituals or you're, if you're a cannibal, it doesn't stop. Um, they, I've seen, where, you know, they hand deliver uh, children to the door uh, for these people. And, you know, one of the things with the retirement homes was that they were, you know, delivering children in the mail, live children to them. Um, so, you know, there's huge abuse still with these elderly people who um, have been in the system. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. It's just, it's so crazy that that's what people like, unless you and I and Claire and Jeff like are talking about it and people aren't listening, they don't know because it's everywhere. People, I'm like, it's in your own backyards. It's in your neighborhood. It's in our children's technology. I mean, that's one of the hugest things right now is they can get to our kids through the technology and looking at the technology, like Minecraft, like my son loves to play Minecraft, but if I'm not sitting there watching him while he's playing with his friends and I don't give him technology very often. No, I'm not other people can 
take him into a room and get information from him. Where do you live? Where do you go to school? And kids are innocent. They don't think, oh, there's evil. Even when we tell them this is happening, they they just, they have their innocence, especially when they're like us with all our children and we keep them innocent and protect mm -hmm. them. They, they just don't think, oh, there's this evil in the world. And people don't even start waking up with what's going on in the world because it's gonna affect them as well. I think the thing is, though, this comes down to their education system, which they're bringing in all this malarkey and rubbish in England about all sorts of genders and mixed things and you're not this, you're not that and what have you. But what they're not doing is showing any video footage of children being trafficked and the signals and signs that you need to be watching out for and who you need to keep away from. They're not doing that in the British schools at all. But they're doing it through the schools. I'm sure they're doing it in the UK. They're doing it through the schools. I got intel. No, I mean, I mean they, they, they're not helping people protect the kids. No. Well, because yeah. they're doing it too, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's here where I'm at, I got intel. There's a huge trafficking ring and the principal is doing it. And then they're mm -hmm. like, that's why they push the critical race theory. They push that there's not boys and girls. They push the different genders. That's why there's mm -hmm. an attack, which I've said a million times on our men, attack on our families, attack on our children. And so that's, it's it's everywhere. It's sickening, it's mm -hmm. infiltrated everywhere. And it's just like, let's, come on guys, let's stand up. Not you guys. I'm the, the case in London at the moment, well, I was still going. I mean, it's been, it's been thrown out of the Hague again. Funny enough, crazy. But the case, um, one of the cases that I'm sort of looking into again at the moment with the chap that's asked me to help, um, there's a huge amount of teachers that are involved in that. Can you tell them what the case is so people know? Or do you not feel comfortable? Um, well, it's to do with the Hampstead case, but it's been thrown out. So I can't actually bring the names up on it at the moment, but we're reinvestigating everybody. We've been watching them now people on the ground watching every every move where they're going to and everything but um the father of the case is the black swan so you know the kids now are 16 and i think 14 and a half but the thing is it's just excuse me the youngest is black swan. i'm just fuming sorry you said black swan is that something we should be familiar with well he for his, his sect his cult he's like the top guy so um but the police there's 150 people named on the report that we've got that's been thrown out and out of 150 i'd say half of that's metropolitan police and judges and stuff and the the children i mean the case itself i'm so angry about the fact that there was all the chair the hair follicles for the children because they were being given drugs before they did everything as babies as youngsters the hair follicle samples went missing the day of the court case. Ricky, Ricky's um, never even got tested for any hair follicles where it was proven that the kids must have been given cocaine before they did all these cutting the baby's heads off. I mean, it's just shocking. Now the mother, I can't talk about her particular situation, but she's in a prison at the moment. She's been arrested. She went um, to Gibraltar to, because she was living, She, I won't say where she was living, but she went to Gibraltar um, to go and pick a parcel up, um, because it's British, obviously, which is very clever how they did it. And some way, I can't say how or what, but she's been arrested and supposedly for holding thousands of pounds worth of drugs that's been given to her. So she, they um, set her up. They set this mom up, like, just to give a, a brief description. I can't say that, but 
Yeah. I'll say it because she, I'm under protection here. Yeah. not. But she said uh, they, the mom went and got her babies because the father was trafficking these children. The mom did everything that a mom would do to protect them. The police and everything, the evidence that they had all of a sudden disappeared that like that to show the proof of the trafficking. So all of a sudden these police officers, the evidence disappeared. Then she got the babies and then all of a sudden she's set up with a bunch of drugs, like an amount of drugs where no, she's not got the children's babies. They're, they're with the father still. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm going yeah. into is that they set her up to get these babies to give them back. And I'm sure Jess probably knows a lot more about this because there's probably some type of bloodline or something there with these. I've I've brought out I've brought out that there's a there was a Tavistock uh, institute that was there, and that had connections with two of the Nazis that crossed my path. The main one being Michael Carcock, and mm -hmm. then you have Nicholas Winton, who Nicholas Winton was part of Kinder Transport. But Carcock was the trainer and the teacher for Michael Aquino. So there's your U.S. connection and the connection to Tavistock. Um, some of the other connected people, well, I guess we'll have to talk offline about that. But that's, that's the connection. The huge thing is to look at that those connections. Michael Carcock was huge into the ancient black magic and his job was to teach that to Aquino and Johnny O'Brien So The problem is um, the person, the mom doesn't trust anyone because she's just been shafted so many times. Yes. She doesn't trust the system and she's got individuals working for her now on their behalf trying to help her. But the problem is the people that are helping her have also been abused over the years so they don't trust anyone. So it's a bit closed down. So when I had a contact of mine say to me the other day, if you can get hold of the person that's looking at this case, we will get it publicized in America and get it out there because then it will raise awareness more and it'll make them under the collar. And she's too frightened, the friend of the mother. She's too frightened. And I'm like, well, let go of the case then. <laughs> You're not yeah. going to do with it. Let go of the case. I mean, she, I've not spoken to her directly. I've spoken to her through the third party, but... You know, you're not helping anybody with this. You've either got to go in all the guns blazing or not. You go into war, but you don't care the outcome. You've just got to go and do it. And that's not what's the case. And the fact is, she's saying it might affect the mother's case. And I'm like, well, hold on. You seem to be missing the point. It's about the kids, this is. That was the whole reason this all started. It's not about the mother. It's the mother's in prison because they've, they've shattered her. But we need to get the kids out still. So don't we need to really sort out the reason, which is get everything out there about the case, so. But there's a little girl, Jeanette Archer, she's in the UK, she's been very brave. She stood out in London the other day and did a full speech about what was going on and everything to do with them, mm -hmm. and prime ministers and stuff and what they did to her. Yeah, but anyone that speaks out in the UK gets a criminal investigation into them yeah. on this well, case. Yeah. yeah, well, the guys I've been dealing with, every single one, nobody wanted to touch this case again because the, um, guy who brought it to me who was a friend of hers the mums he said to me I'm under a ban and uh, I'll get arrested within three years if I talk to anyone about it and I said well why was that he said well I started posting stuff on Facebook so they arrested me same with the other girl she's got two years to go one of the other ones she did six months in prison just to put in stuff online oh they've got in England it's still not safe with the police they've not you know it will be but it won't be at the moment but the crazy thing is that um the 
arresting off the officers that were involved in suing the case. One of them retired and the other two that were involved with the children. They've all now, they had a, a wonderful job given to them and they've both got their own divisions <clears throat> straight up the ladder. So, as I say, they won't be there forever, will they? We know that. It's like holding the tide back, this is, isn't it? Well, you know what? So I, I have some good news to break in the midst of all this and, and a couple things to, to discuss with, with you guys as a panel, but... You listen, the, the UK, anywhere the Commonwealth countries and that are way behind right now and, and still under control. Uh, the US has to be first. It really does. And, and you know, the US is going to be the light to the world again. Uh, the good news is, is Jesse and I have actually been talking and both of our Intel sources. And, you know, since I've started doing this, my Intel sources have dramatically increased. Um, it's pretty much done right now. Like, honestly, it's, it's like, it's there and don't get me wrong. Human trafficking will still continue probably to the day that, uh, the earth is, is, you know, rubbed out by God. But, uh, but for the most part, this whole thing is done. Like the, the cabal has fallen. Yeah. It, it, it's done. And, you know, we're, we're actually all, we're actually entering into the celebrate celebration phase and, you know, we're supposed to be getting this uh, this big movie that's supposed to be coming out uh, that exposes all these people. And, you know, what was really put on my heart this morning is that we've been watching the movie already. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, In the UK, um, General Nick Carter has tested positive for um, COVID. So I love that. Happened. That made me laugh. And Ben Wallace, at the head of the Navy RAF, the whole strategic command, they've all had to self-isolate, which is very odd, isn't it? So that was the, the bit that got me. Is that the new Delta strain? Yeah, it's... Um, it nothing to do with the forces, just the Delta strain of the virus, they're calling yeah, it. Yeah, I think it was the full of shit strain they got. <laughs> Is that the Delta MK Ultra program strain? Seriously. Serious, I mean... <laughs> That would be kind of funny if the strains are all named after different MK Ultra programs. Right? Well, you know, yeah. I can tell you to add on to Jeff, what Jeff said is people, people keep asking me, how's the military in control because they're like infiltrated? Mm -hmm. There's two militaries. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's two. So people need to really realize that is that there are two. There's one that have no clue what's going on. And then the one that escorted me back and forth to the tribunals that what I think it was a few weeks ago, maybe a mm -hmm. month ago, arrested Bernie Sanders. Like they, they mm -hmm. are coming after these people. And like it, there is good news. Like these celebrities, they haven't had Twitter posts. Instagram post, none of these posts. And it's like, you know, because I love to drop names, you know, so let me just drop one here for Is all it high tide? <laughs> What'd you say? Is it high tide? It's high tide to drop a name. <laughs> Can I do two after you? After I drop the name. So what are the people? Okay, let's ask a question. Let's see. You can't say it, Jeff. Wait, did I tell you, Jesse? Claire won't know. Yeah, 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 you did. Oh, so then if you, like, let me She's not in America. She doesn't know anything about the surfers here. But pro surfer Kelly Slater, no post since November 2020. Nothing. Pizza, you know what? I don't know. Are you putting this now? Now there's a fly here, Jess. Remember last time there was a fly? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the devil. As soon as I mentioned the devil, get I rebuke him in the name of Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, Kelly Slater, one of his jobs is to or was to get these little boys, be their protege, and then he would hand that supply over to the deep state in cabal because it's harder to get little boys sometimes than it is. So then he could in turn traffic and buy women and children. Well, he never, I never saw him do anything with children, but buy women, which he did with me. And so we are watching movies. These people are being exposed. And if you really look into it and you really watch it, they haven't been around. People are like, why am I not seeing anything? I'm so frustrated. I'm so angry. Seriously? Open your eyes and turn off the lamestream media and really see what's going on. Because just a little bit of research on your favorite celebrities, you'll see even, you know, sicko George S has not had any either. So same with Kelly Slater. They're gone. They've gone down and, you know, TikTok. This morning, Lady Victoria Harvey, I won't say lady because she's Hold no on, lady. Claire. Oh, sorry. No, no, that's okay. Uh, go ahead, Claire. Uh, no, Lady Victoria Harvey was on uh, Lorraine Kelly on TV this morning, and obviously it just completely blew me away. I was sat there, I was so angry, because firstly she was going on about pouring her heart out about trafficking and how she, you know, what went on with her, and I thought, well, you were like the face of trafficking, Mrs. You're the one that brought it all in, and you were part of all the funding and everything, so I'm fuming about that. And then Lorraine Kelly, it was interviewing her. I mean, Lorraine Kelly... Firstly, she's a bad egg. And secondly, she's involved with all this. And thirdly, she, bang, she always bangs on about Madeleine McCann and all the rest of it, all that. She, was in, she, as far as I'm concerned, is part of all that crew. Mm. So she'll be going down, as I say. And if she's watching now, Lorraine Kelly, you're that far up Madeleine McCann's parents' backside, you're tickling the tonsils and you're going. You're going down, girl. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, I had some crude humor that was about to come out. I caught my tongue. <laughs> I'm sure Claire will say it in some crude humor in 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 but when Claire says it, it still sounds sophisticated. Because she's it's a fur coat, Jeff. It's a fur coat. You know what I mean? There's a bit of class about me. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what? So, Madison, this guy, people have to understand how big surfing is. This guy is worth multi-millions of dollars, huge endorsements. It's a tight-knit community. Mm -hmm. uh, they're known all around the world. Like, this is a big deal. It, right? And so, listen, I grew up surfing. I grew up in Orange County. I mean, surfing is my peace. I love the ocean. It's so powerful. It's, it reminds me of Jesus every time I'm in the ocean just because it's just so powerful. And I find peace in the ocean. And so... I know I I don't know a lot about the surf scene. I did, you know, when I was younger. But any surfer that's like trying to make it, they're not making millions and millions of dollars. They're struggling and they they do whatever to go to that next wave. And that's all over the country because they love it so much. And if they're making millions of dollars, it's because Kelly has taken them as a little child. And, and if you see the ones that are the up and cut, that are the ones that have risen up, it's because they started as a child and Kelly, they, the parents sold out the child to Kelly and the deep state and cabal and, and the different ones to be able to have them come up and make money. 
no one makes 22 million. And he, I can't remember what year it was, but I believe within the span of five years, he went from like 5 million to 22 million. And Quicksilver is not giving him that big of a contract. They're just not, not for a surfer. You know what I mean? Surfing is big, but it's not like, unless you live in a state where you grew up in surfing, it's not like basketball or ball or baseball. You know what I mean? Like sports surfing's a, a What's well, I gotta push back on you though on that a little bit because if you had five billion dollars and you you play with it properly, like listen, last week I had six dollars, now I've got seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you yes, I you can invest, and people I get hate because people are like, oh, you can be successful. Listen, we all here have ran businesses and have been successful outside of this. When when Claire and I and, and you all do this, we don't we don't make money for this. We just Right. Do it. Like we speak out because we want the truth out there and want people to know the truth. Like it's we don't do it for money. Like we have other jobs and every other businesses that makes money. You can absolutely do well with with money. But even the fact that he made five million is that is unheard of for mm -hmm. a server. Even a Quicksilver contract is not a million dollar contract. It's just not. So you know, yes, people can be successful, but just because of what I know about Kelly is he's he wasn't smart with his money. He just sold out. But dude, he was a surfer. He had to be smart. But well, and think about it. This, how old is Kelly Slater? He has not aged. What happens and what are you taking when you don't age? Well, so this, this is the point I was going to get towards, actually, is you got to remember. So this guy was probably found as a young man. Uh, yes. Probably things happen to him. This is the this is the way the cycle works. It becomes normalized. Then he realizes, well, hey, I can have this and I can have this and I can, you know, go around the world as long as you're faithful to the system, right? And uh, and the more people you bring into the system, yeah. the more people you groom into the system, the more trust you have with the system. The greater reward. You're protected by the judges. You're protected yeah. by the top cops. Obviously, mm. not all judges, not all cops. Just the judges where your case goes to would yeah. be Pia, would be the right judge, and you know that's how this system is so massive. But it has been coming down, and you know you've talked to, and you know a couple people have pushed back on you, Madison, but uh, on the tribunals and things like that. But look at it, DC is a ghost town, right? Well, and that's never been a ghost town all my life. No. And that's the thing, Jeff. You know what's so annoying is this is what I'm saying is people are not doing their research and looking. They said, oh, I'm the only one speaking out against tribunals. Am I? Because Charlie Ward had right after me two men, but people don't listen to men because they don't want to believe that men are being trafficked and harmed. Yeah. Gentlemen went on Charlie Ward and talked about Mike Pence and how they were trafficked by Mike Pence. Now their faces were covered because they were scared. I just am not scared anymore. God's freed me from that. And so I'm out and saying, listen, I'll be the face for all of them and get the hate because I do get an extreme amount of hate and be on the BLM and Antifa hit list. But other people are coming out and saying that they have testified in the tribunals. People just are not listening and they're not looking. So if they can hate me all they want, they can push back. But there are other people that have come forward and listen to these men. I, I You know what pisses me off? I, I want to get in touch with these men and tell every person I know, like you all and everyone, to be like interview them because 
people need to realize this doesn't just happen to women and children. It happens to men and little boys as well. I mean, to start waking up and listening because it's not just women and children, women and little girl children. It's little boys and men. So I will, I will go on the record for this show that uh, Jesse and I have your back. Uh, we believe your story 100%. We support you in this. And, you know, people just have to look at the evidence again. You yeah. know, the, D.C. is empty. Yeah, there's there's no one there. There's no traffic there. There's no. nothing going on. And then they have the, all these strange military exercises and, you yeah. know, and, and the pictures of the kids coming out of the White House. How do a whole bunch of buses show up and a bunch of kids come out of the White House in the cover of night? Like, right. you got to wake up to this. And, and you know, you, you mentioned the border earlier. And uh, a couple things to say on that. First of all, uh, when Kabbalah went there, you're right. She didn't go anywhere near it. She went to El Paso, which isn't as big of a problem as, you know, uh, other parts of the border. She did that on purpose, obviously. She was forced to go there because Trump is going there. And she right. couldn't win either way. Uh, what I did hear was the greeting for her. Nobody showed up to support her. There were a bunch of people there with signs that said, uh, Joe Biden sucks. Follows. <laughs> she does. That's awesome. And, well, she uh, does. You know, those people are, are pissed off um, in El Paso, even in different parts. They're, they're pissed off because if you have a house right there on the border, these people are hiding in their backyards. They're hiding. And so if you have children that you would normally like have a gate and, and plays in the yard, you can't even have your children play out there because it, you don't know who's jumping the fence and hiding there so they can like get to wherever, or they're going to come and try to find those children that are right there by the border because they can quickly move them across to Mexico. And so, I mean, of course she sucks. And they're ruining, like, talk about people that have been able to buy a house and they've afforded a house. You've just taken their property value down astronomically. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, all because of a fake pedotis. Did I say it right? Yes. And a fake, yeah. <laughs> and so a fake pedotis VP. Claire, did you hear the real estate opportunity that I did? I was just thinking you, I'll be over there next week. <laughs> Do you know, did you know we had, um, Jeff, did you know we had an explosion yesterday? I did, yes. Tell me about that. Well, um, to the, the, the untrained eye, they were just saying it was an explosion. Um, Elephant and what's it called? The Elephant and Castle pub. But um, it was an entrance point that the MI5 use for children for the tunnels. Mm. But they're not going to tell you that. But obviously it is, because I had a phone call from, let's just say someone that knows his stuff. And um, he said that to me. He said, I can assure you, that's what it is. So it's quite nice. I get phone calls now and again of drops, and they just phone up and go, hi, how are you? And I'll go, fine, he'll say, it was an entrance. The tunnels. <laughs> obviously it's the railway lines, the tunnels. And the pub. So um, now, now they just have to open up the River Thames and uh, and flood about, right? Yeah, that yeah. will be the next step. That happened in D.C. more than once. It needed two flushes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, Chicago, uh, you know, like we used to see the fire coming out of the manholes, and I was seeing pictures in Chicago of manholes with water spurting up. 
And, I, you know, so I think some of those underground submarine bases, they're, they're pushing that water out. Yeah. 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 And you heard that we got this, the new, um, the death secretary, I call him, not the health secretary. I call him the new death secretary. <laughs> but he is he's just awful. You know, that Jaffet is just awful. I mean, he, it's literally, apart from the bumbling Boris quotes where he bumbles when he talks like that, it's the same thing. It's as though Boris Johnson has written the whole script for him. I mean, 48 hours in, he went, oh, I've read over everything and I've got a handle on what we need to do. I thought, mm, you're full of shit. <laughs> of course they are. Yeah. We're, I think we're going to see really miracles, modern day miracles, and it's going to we're seeing it already. I mean, getting these children and, and that they've mm -hmm. been enslaved. Some of them have been born into this life and, and getting them and showing them that they can have a better life. I mean, we're seeing these modern day miracles and it's amazing to see because again, just like you said earlier, Jeff, like this, we are watching it. We're living it. We're literally living revelation right now. And, you know, I'm not saying God's coming I don't know when he's coming. That's that's Jess's <laughs> and Claire's probably cup of tea. I just know that I'm here to stand beside people like you that love Jesus and whatever I need to do, pray, fight, whatever. And we need the rest of the world to realize, like, get on your knees and start praying because the revival is now. And the revival is not in these churches. It's in your heart. And it mm. is time to, like, rise up and say, like I said in my speech um, when I was talking in Pennsylvania, I'm like, you know what? It's time to give the land back to Jesus because the devil's had it long enough. So let's. Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's, I said, sorry. Say that again, Jeff. Go ahead, Claire. No, what I was saying to my son yesterday, we were in the car and we were talking and he said, I understand what you're saying about manifesting. So the positive energy of what you put out and how you think and feel and love and want something if everybody did that things would really start to change because it's so strong what we've got you know we really are connected to each other and it's it, it's it's such a simple thing for people to do positiveness not negative that's what half of this negative stuff's online for is to try and bring everybody down isn't it and if you just brush it off and think positive things start changing yeah it's like it Go ahead, Jesse. I was just going to say, you know, if if we think about it on a bigger scale, it, if we all stood together, you know, if the church was operating like it was supposed to, you know, as these people were trying to do stuff, you know, we would be there. We would be in those places. We'd be going in there and saying, hey, you're not going to hurt any child on this property. You know, our communities are safe communities and if we all stood together you know even if you had to do community shares where it's like hey we got something going down in our city tonight at the church you know underground everybody goes in marches down there and says no we're putting a stop to this right now you know yeah. it would continue but we've got people who are afraid people who don't want to know who don't want to do it you know well, we're going to be starting something else. And, uh, you know, we've had a great guest on the show recently, uh, twice, Kevin Annette. Um, and if you're not familiar with him, you should watch it. But we're going to be starting our own tribunals soon. Love it. And, uh, <laughs> listen, he's, he's the one who got the last pope out of office. Like, you know, 
Uh, this is really powerful stuff, and it's perfectly legal. Uh, he's coming to near where I live, uh, probably, well, in the near future. Uh, we're going to get hooked up. He's going to actually teach me. I'm going to go out in the field and kind of do what you guys do. Uh, I'm going to go out there with in the field, and I want to get into the fight. But then I want to start putting this stuff on uh, right on Radio Court TV. Yes. Now, you heard it here first. I just thought of it now. But <laughs> it's all your TV, right on court TV, celebrity dating, all your right on. Yeah, right, right. I mean, we're building can I be a judge? Can I be a judge? <laughs> I need to bring him yeah. through the tribunal, you know. Like, I, I actually was teasing with friends yesterday, and I was like, Yeah, it could kind of be like a hunt, you know. Like, you put them through, they got to pass the prayer warrior test, they got to go through mm -hmm. all your, you know, different yeah. people on your team, and if they make it, then they get the date, <laughs> yeah. I want to be a part of it too. We'll, we'll add the tribunal. You know, ha have you trafficked children? Are you involved with anybody who's trafficked children? Are you part of the, you know, the, the death? You, no, you're talking about the date or the tribunals. I no, oh, <laughs> I want to be involved in the tribunal. You know, they may get through the tribunal. They might be good. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so that's the qualification for yeah. I love it. <laughs> if you sure. If you get through it, you can have the death penalty or you can get a date. <laughs> death penalty like or mother of darkness. <laughs> former, former, she divorced Satan. We could not do this dating show if she had not divorced Satan. Yes, <laughs> well, we could, but it would just be scandalous, you know. <laughs> Jesse, one day I'm going to reveal on air, but I actually had the perfect stud lined up for you. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, no. I don't want to know. Jesse, you would have been impressed. You would have said, Jeff is my friend. Uh, who was it? I feel like maybe if we're going to do this, I have to meet Jess's first, and Jess has to meet mine first. Like no, then, Claire and I, you trust Claire, Jesse, trust me. You'll trust me. <laughs> do I trust Claire? <laughs> I trust Claire. Well, I, I trust you, but I don't know. I just, you threw me under yeah. the bus telling everybody a divorce Satan was now available and free. So, you know, you kind of started this whole mess. <laughs> and Jeff, to be fair, she did pass me around the hotel, send me naked on the camera. <laughs> yeah. Right. She's going to pay back. <laughs> a load of people in Pennsylvania saw me. <laughs> Wait, you didn't clarify that. It just means like I called you and then was like, oh, here's naked Claire. It's not how it's true. Hey, it was a no knicker night. What can you <laughs> there's, there's a time difference. And, uh, but, you know. You know. <laughs> just to clarify, everyone, I was at a conference. This little old lady was like so excited because I was there. Scott McKay, Bishop, like all these amazing patriots that like fight, right? And so her, she came up and said, oh, my gosh it would just be so good to meet Claire. And I go, oh, you want to meet her? Okay. So I called Claire, but the lady wanted to stand behind me. I even said, I go, actually, can you stand over there? Because she probably doesn't have any clothes on. So can you stand over there? And then I called Claire and she goes, I'm in my knickers or whatever she said. No, I went like this to the camera and went, you better not be with anyone. <laughs> And I made this little old lady Patriots night. She got to meet Claire. She met all her favorites. And so she didn't care about me. She wanted to talk to Claire. So she met Claire. So I wasn't like just randomly calling her, passing her around like people in Pennsylvania. 
Because yeah, Pimps were said that. Someone said it. What? There's a guy called Baby Trump in behind your head going. <gasps> <laughs> You're gonna talk to Baby Trump. Honestly, and I've got my, you know, when you've got your, it's like that, you know, under the covers, looking. <laughs> Well, baby Trump dances around in her head. And then the next one, if you do baby Trump on your show, just make sure you have Claire on too. So I, I just spoke with him for about an hour and a half this morning. By oh, the way. he isn't he amazing? Yeah, he was really good. But you know what? There's an obvious follow-up call. And, you know, my job, this is my job as a host. I'm not trying to dig out information, but it's my job. Is it often that you call Claire that she's not dressed that you suspect? <laughs> Okay, I'm going to put this out there because oh, it is going to be like, I swear to God, this is how you know you're good friends, okay? I'm just saying. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. She'll call me, I'll be like on the toilet, I'll be like, hey, I can't talk. Or she'll be getting dressed or whatever. I mean, I swear to God, I'm like, this is, I could never live with her because I'd probably kill her. But like, we literally, like, I swear, she'll be on the toilet, I'll be on the toilet. No, I was only having a wiggle, and I was really rushing, so I said, I'll have to put the camera down. So she's, what are you doing? I went, I'm having a wee-wee. <laughs> okay, I'll admit, our whole Illuminate team, we got the same thing going on, you know, the bathroom confessions, we call them, and... Is that where the bathroom confessions came from? Because you guys are in the bathroom. Them. Yeah, because we are like, hold on, I got to pee, and we're on the phone with each other. <laughs> kind of where it started. But, it, yeah, it went – so it went from – it kind of came out after we had somebody had started this thing with uh, taking pictures of each other's bathrooms, you know. So we made jokes about that, and then it was, you know, because we were all – go into the bathroom with each other, you know, like all the girls, you always just go, like, you're just busy, you know, when you're a mom, it's like you're talking on the phone and you've got kids, you're running around, you're making dinner, you're making lunch, you know, you, yeah. you get used to, if you want to talk, you just talk while you're doing what you have to do. Exactly. I just thought, what about right on bathroom confessions? <laughs> there you go. Right on bathroom confessions. Right on TV. Right on radio. Right on celebrity. You're gonna have to have like a massive um, corporation. Oh, an empire. There's no doubt about it. But you yeah. know what? I was just gonna say I'm so thankful I'm a guy because all I need to do is take an elastic band and kind of triple wrap it, and I'm okay. Wait, <laughs> why would? Oh wait, I'm really confused. <laughs> Around, you gotta plug the valve. You you know, cut it off. You like. Oh, off. Uh, Are you talking about how you go pee? <laughs> yeah, I'm so confused. What are you talking about? Are is he talking about what he goes pee? I'm so confused right now. I'm like. Okay. I thought if you have to explain the joke, it really loses something. Yeah, don't. don't. <laughs> I'll, I'll Is he talking about when you go pee? I think maybe you have to, yeah. you have to wrap that around. You need to talk to your wife about that. So we, we, when I was in shop class back in high school, whenever you had to go to the bathroom, the uh, the teacher, he would throw you a rubber band. He'd say, put that on. That'll hold it in. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> oh, my God. We gotta go hunt this shop teacher down. <laughs> oh, this guy was a gem. He would uh he was also the gym teacher, and this guy's an ex-Nazi. 
So he literally bust your out. He would tackle you, put you on the ground, and then put his boot on your face. He goes, "Now I trip on your face." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, he came out and he, he caught me. I was a uh, you know doing one of these in uh, in high school around the back of the shop. <laughs> he came around with the fire hose. <laughs> oh yeah, that thing hurt. Did he get you? Oh yeah! Let's expose him. What's his name? As we were running too. <laughs> Jeff, what's his name? We need to expose him. This, especially because he gave her a rubber band to. I don't know. He used a fire hose to stop him from smoking. I think that's pretty clever. He should get that some is clever. That one. <laughs> that's clever. The rubber band one is weird. That's very weird. I'm gonna have nightmares tonight. I'm gonna call you when I have nightmares later. <laughs> Now you know why I don't do WhatsApp, Claire. <laughs> I think if I've got some really good technology here that actually when your phone's off, I can still see you. So it's great. I still see everything you're doing. You're good with that rubber band. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I have to say, you're bigger than the <laughs> Wow. Sometimes oh. humor is fun, but I think we're getting a little too far there. Well, let, let's pull it back for our audience. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. None of us had had any liquor. I just want, or, you know, Jeff's stuff. We never, none of us have had this before this broadcast. Well, no, it's I, Jeff. I, 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 he just brings out the worst in me. You did, Jeff. You already had some. I had liquor, yeah. <laughs> Would you? It is. What time is it? <laughs> <laughs> Are you drinking before our shows? We gotta talk about this. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Right. Okay. Should I have had a mimosa? I said something. I'm gonna confess. So, I used at Christmas time. I used to just put Bailey's in my coffee, and you know, around Christmas time, it kind of made the season just feel good because I, you know, it tastes nice in coffee. And it was a number of years ago. I don't want to tell you how many because it's bad. <laughs> But I said, this is delicious. Why don't I just do this? So I put a little tiny shot of Bailey's in my coffee in the morning. Oh, okay. All right. It's not like how, I'm down how many cups of coffee did you have? <laughs> right. How many cups of coffee have you had? That's the question. I got up at 3 o'clock, Madison. So. I did too. Well, I got up at 3.45 because I take my friend to the airport. So <laughs> I, got up, I got up with you. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, – yeah, I, I – I, I put in probably between three, well, six cups of coffee. I probably use about one shot, just okay. to be fair. Yeah, okay. it's just, a, just a tiny little bit of flavor. But it's way better than cream and sugar. <laughs> and the other thing I don't do anymore. Sorcery. <laughs> Next on Bailey soap opera confessions, you know, that are coming out. Right. Bully soap opera confessions, Jeff. <laughs> okay, we're gonna do a truth or dare show. Oh, oh, oh that'd be It'll great. Be it would be clean. Okay, we can do a truth or dare. Yeah, right now with Claire on the show, it goes. No, I've got nothing to about. Okay, the Nickers question is not allowed on the dating show. You no, know? no, no. The <laughs> question you with your Nickers on, no. <laughs> not no. allowed. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, they have to have a job, though. I mean, come on, they can't be like a loser. They have to have a job. Hey, 
Listen. Now, Jeff, I want to know who was the perfect person you had set up. Yes, I want to know too. Tell us about him. I will tell you off air. I can't say it on air because it's a big public figure. Oh. Huh. And, and oh, I think I know who it is. Did you give me no, this? Don't, don't say it if you have a guess. I'm not going to say it. Did, no, did you connect well me with this person? A, no, a very well-respected person who's, who's uh, yeah. Been, did been you on, connect me with them? Been on oh, it's not that, it's, I know. It's, it's definitely not Matt Hancock then. No. <laughs> this person's been on TV for a long time. Uh, outstanding reputation. Uh, but it fell through, so. Um, okay, that's all right then. Was it Mike Lindell? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Not <Yeah>. my type. So. <laughs> well, but the all the time. Fantasy. What was the, that? The pillow talk would be fantastic with him. <laughs> Yeah, she goes on about him all the time. She just says, oh, he's so cute. He's so this. So I've nicknamed him Muffy. Muffy. I was going to say Fluffy. Oh, my God. I was going to say Fluffy. No, because in Britain, when you've got a bit of a cutie, you call them Muffy, darling, Muffy. And so I, I phone her and she'll say, oh. That's not why she's calling him that. Let's Muffy. Just... It, she doesn't understand the, the British to English conversion. I know. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. No, that's not why, though. It's just Muffy. It's just... <laughs> She likes his tash. <laughs> oh. Watch this now, watch. Put a straight face. Put a straight face. Don't smile. Stop smiling. No, stop smiling. I want to ask you a straight question. And if you laugh, then you're lying. <laughs> you, love him. you love him, don't you? You love him. <laughs> Do I love him? No, okay. I joke that I like Mike Lindell. Because there's something about a man that tells the truth. You know, like all these horrible men that just muzzled themselves and are you know like my dating life is like horrific you know and so i'm like there's something about him but yeah he's i didn't realize how old he was i think that's a little too much i didn't realize he was in his 60s that might be a little i don't think he looks it. i think he looks great he's a good looking chap you know what? He's be fine. patriot and by the way his products are fantastic i have those pillows they're yeah. really good. I'm going to order the towels. I don't mind giving the guy free publicity, what he's doing. He's fighting. He's putting his own money in. Uh, all due respect, I really like that guy. And, I do, uh, too. Testimony. So, you know, we're not – no slag against Mr. Pillow, uh, my pillow guy. He's really good. I think you should – I like him a lot, and I think you should see if you can get him on just for – obviously, we'll say it's for charity. Do a bit of a charity dating with Madam – now we're charity days. <laughs> Apparently, we're charity. I know she's listening, Sarah. That's a that's a idea. Write that one down. <laughs> fundraising. Some, Sarah has fundraising. It, it may be charity, but we're not on psychiatric meds. <laughs> we're not on meds. I don't do Bailey's. Oh, wait till you meet your dates. You might be. <laughs> oh, you know what would be really nice? You could. I mean, there are charity. There are charity. Yeah. Oh, when you do it, you and I will go next to each other at the top, and then we'll put her and him there, with you in the middle, and it'll say Madison and Murphy. <laughs> Mm. 
<laughs> Listen, I will say it on here, on Ride on Radio. Yes, I think Mike Liddell is a very handsome, sexy man, okay? <laughs> you said he was there. You were in his hot, hot, hot. That's what she said. Because there's no men, okay, he is not a typical guy I would date. There's no men that tell the truth anymore. So I'm like, oh, when he started to like come forward and then it's even more sexy when people get more hate because then you know they're really telling the truth. So I'm like, oh, that's even like cuter because he's like getting hate all over the place. So, and I didn't know he, I haven't seen him with a wife or anything. So you can't like be attracted to the ones that have wives. So if he doesn't have a wife, I can technically. He is married with kids. I can confirm that. Okay. Oh God, sorry. I hate to crush you with that. Sorry, sorry to his okay. wife. My apologies. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't. I don't. I don't cross that line. He's actually had to. He's not at home right now because of what he's doing. He doesn't want to endanger them. So mm -hmm. they are under protective custody, and he's out doing his own thing. So it's really a big sacrifice for him. Yeah. To do yeah. He's away yeah. from his family. Well, I apologize. Me too. Well, and that, I mean, just add on that, like, this, well, he's not my typical type. That's not my typical type. I just was no, like, no. Okay, I, I want a strong, like, man. Like, to me, it's not about looks anymore. It's about someone that's strong. And, like, I don't know if Jess, I don't know if I can say this on here, but, like, when men ask me, go on dates with me, they ask me very odd questions, like, how how much are how often are you solicited for sex and different things? I hate that. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Why are you asking me these stupid questions? Like your mind is somewhere else if you're asking those questions. So I just want like a strong man that's godly and a leader. There needs to be a man that's a leader and is not the devil. Because she divorced the devil. I swear to God, I divorced his brother. So I think don't you think as well though, what we've all learned through this. I mean, obviously Jeff, you're you're happily married, but the thing is what you realize is that the, the amount of guys out there or girls, unless they've got a lot of conviction for humanity, it doesn't matter how good looking they are because it, it's not beautiful, it's ugly, unless they've got that on the inside. They're yeah. just. Yeah. Yeah. It is hard to find because even somebody who goes to church isn't necessarily that person, right? We know right. what the church teaches and things like that. Listen, it's, it's a real issue. And. And quite honestly, we're, we're having some fun about this. Uh, I talked to Madison just a little bit, and I've talked to Jesse a bit off air, and I really want to connect with you, Claire. In fact, we'll all four get together. But actually, I have a really good idea behind this. It's going to be fun. It'll be funny as hell, but yeah. there's going to actually be purpose to it. And, uh, and I think it'll raise a lot of awareness in a lot of different areas. And, yeah. you know, it is... Uh, th this can be really revealing. It can be done for good, uh, and we can all have a couple laughs. And and it will be no, it'll be at no one's expense other than perhaps Claire and I, who will host it. We'll probably take the shot. <laughs> Jess and I. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, hey, we gotta pay the price too. You know. <laughs> I know we're paying a higher price. Just saying. Oh wait, that could be another segment, Jeff. You know, they have to go through Jody Ladolce. And, you know, we want strong spiritual warriors. So, you know, put them through Jody's test of asking all the questions. You know, do you wash them in the word? Will you cherish her? Will you, uh, you know, what does cherishing mean? Things like that, you know. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I just have to shoot that down. It's a brilliant idea. I'm not expecting you to marry these guys. I actually want it to be fun TV. The guy who makes but it. Listen, no. What if we like them? But then, Jeff, what if what if we actually end up liking them? That they need to know that our first date is literally going to be in my therapist's office. No joke. 
No, it won't be. Has got to approve. <laughs> you all think I'm kidding. I'm not. If he's going to show up with me to my therapist, we could do it on a Zoom, but he's got to show up <laughs> to my therapist. I love this. He's got high standards. I like this. <laughs> oh, if they will show up to my therapist's office, I've told my therapist. My therapist actually tells people that. Oh, I have a client. She says, like, she's going to bring. I, I'm not kidding about it. And my therapist. So again, <laughs> you could do write on survival weddings. Ooh. Oh, my God. Let's. No. Quite a nice ring. Quite a nice ring. Just, just, um, I'm going to go on an extraction next week. Want to come with me? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, out of the country, right? Yes, yes. And it's not anywhere near Claire. <laughs> so very far away from Claire. Run, run to the border in our dress. Let's do it. Jeff and I will not be available next week because we're looking Dresses for and cowboy boots. So I was actually considering, and I was talking to my wife about this the other day, about getting my license to marry people. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so telling I, you, Jeff, it's it's a dark hole if you go down that road. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's I, I won't even do mine as a chaplain because you would not believe the situations that come up. Really? And, and by law, they can sue you if you refuse. So, you know, I've had people like it on the deathbed wanting insurance rights, things like that. I mean, it gets crazy. Wow. Oh, I never thought of that. I just thought it'd be fun to like marry people. No, no, Listen, it's, it's really if not. If we end up getting married again, you can do an online quickie and then but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> online quickie. <laughs> online quickie quickie. <laughs> I think we just got the title of the episode. Thank you for that brilliant show. Online cookie. <laughs> I mean, your listeners, they're going to go, are they back on again? Yeah, they're going to start to wonder now. <laughs> you know what? Listen, it, what, what the audience doesn't know is we... We actually got the laughs out for about 20 minutes before we hit the record button. We all got our straight faces on. Yeah. Listen, we just hit a chemistry here. The four of us, honestly, goodness, I cannot yeah. wait to get together with you three in person and uh, just have a great time. Jesse oh, can what? drive. What, that one? <laughs> <laughs> what was the part about me? I said Jesse could be the DD. The what? Designated driver. Oh, it's not a rubber band, Madison. It's not a rubber band. No, no. Yeah, please leave your rubber bands at home. <laughs> I think she thought it was a rubber band, Jess. Yes. <laughs> I mean, but next I, time I'm going to have a thicker one on here, I would say. <laughs> you know what's very concerning? Is, do you know what's very concerning about this? It's you have the rubber bands right there. <laughs> like, I mean, we could pause the show if you need to go. Oh, I. I <laughs> Okay, I'm putting my mail together, okay? I had a mail. I mean, this teacher did a number on you. <laughs> He's got rubber bands on you. That's rubber band addiction. Can I ask a question? You know when you get lots of rubber bands, where do you put them all? <laughs> just, I'm asking for a friend. I'm just asking for a friend. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh well. Um, I have no response. 
That's the first time, ladies and gentlemen. That's the first time. I think she got you on that one, Jeff. I have no response. Uh, oh my God. Oh, I'm like tearing up. <laughs> when they say next week, what did you talk about this week? You'll say, well, not, not really quite sure. It was very random this week. The program. No Intel part two. No. <laughs> no, online yeah. It's online. online <laughs> Jeff, will you promise me you'll do the faces for, the, for it all? So we've all got the faces when you put this one out. Yeah, I will. Well, I, I want to get the group shot. So I hopefully I get the, I'll go through those two poses and we'll get it. Uh, anyway. You know, you do owe yeah. me. You owe me where you've all got to do a silly face shot, and I'm just going to go like that. There you go. Yes. <laughs> that would be fair. Yeah. <laughs> I like that idea for the cover better. All yeah. right. Let's, let's, let's do it right now in three, two, one. All right. We got it. <laughs> you owe me that. You're even smiling, Claire. <laughs> and I remembered the time it's at, so that'll be easier. All right. Uh, listen, I wanted to talk more about the border. Actually, let me just uh, end on somewhat of a serious note, if I may. I was when I was praying in that this morning. I was thinking, why would the white hats, if they're in control, let the border be doing what they're doing? Because it's human atrocity, obviously. You know that's real. That's not made up. That's not watching a movie. That's real. And the only thing that came to my mind in that is this is how they're exposing human trafficking to the masses. Mm -hmm. It I, had yeah. to be done. Yeah. I think you're right. I think, too, we got to realize that, yes, there are white hats and, and there's two militaries, the good military, but they can't, there's not enough of them to be everywhere. Right. And so, yes, it's to expose it. And then there's teams that like mine where we're assisting to go get them, but we're, we can only do so much. You know what I mean? Even, even mentally and physically, you can only do so much. So I think that that's where, yes, it is to expose it and to, ex to expose how corrupt this Biden regime is like mm -hmm. it is, it is so corrupt and, and people need to see because not everyone has woken up at this point in time. And so that's what I think it's yes to expose it, but they, there's just not, there's so, I don't think people realize how big this is, how many doms there are. And it's not only in the doms, it's in houses, in our neighborhoods, in restaurants where they're trafficking children, it's everywhere. And so mm. to clean that up is such a huge job that yes, there's a lot of us doing it, but it, it's time. And when we get intel, if someone's infiltrated our team or whatever, those kids get moved or, or wherever. And so to go and find them again and try to find them where they're at, is it's difficult. And these white hats are not only here in America. Yes, they're cleaning up in America, but they're in other places too. Because you got to remember, our American children are trafficked across different countries. So they're going and getting our babies and bringing them back here, and taking these babies back to their home, to their families, where they should be. So I put an advert out today to say thank you to all the white hats in the UK, and um, I put a fire sign 
I said, I thought I was saying, thank you to all the white hats. I said, oh, sorry, the hot, hot white hats and a fire sign, because obviously because of the fire and the bomb yesterday. And uh, <laughs> I got a text last night off a random number, which I phoned and it was closed down. And it said, thank you. We like the fact you think we're hot. So I guess just one final thought on that border thing, because it's terrible. But if you think of who the biggest traffickers are, like these cartels that are working the border in particular, these these are like small countries. These guys, they have big, big armies. So to get them, you really have to get them emboldened. And right now, there's no opposition. They know that uh, the acting Pedotus is withdrawn. They're not allowed to, you know, capture. They're not allowed to do this. They're not allowed to do that. They're not even allowed to hire more agents. So I think they've allowed these guys to become emboldened to really show and expose their organizations. That's my hope. That's my prayer. Because if there's anything, there has to be something good that comes out of that that offsets some of the human carnage and maybe, you know, some of the human suffering that's going on right now it's for a short time and there's a lot of people but if we can make a long time with no human suffering you know yeah. it's it's just a decision that someone has to make and it's not an easy decision right well that's the thing it's like yes we're getting these kids but it's also about getting justice like i said earlier it's just giving justice to these children and these women and these men and whoever's been harmed by them, it's like, let's get them. And so then we can show the world that, listen, it, we these kids are safe, but let's show you how big this is. Because they do, you have to pay a cartel, cartel tax. And some of the people are innocent. Like some of these moms are innocent that are in Mexico or other countries. They're innocent thinking that their kids are going to be taken care of because they're like, oh, I pay the cartel tax and then my child's going to be, they're going to have a better life than maybe if they're living in poverty or whatever. And so then they pay the tax and those kids get trafficked. I don't think those people are bad. I think that they were innocent and in a desperate situation. And I always say you make bad decisions when you're in a desperate situation because you're not thinking clearly. So it's like, let me, I maybe I'm hungry or my kids are hungry. Let me find this last few dollars I have to the cartel and let them transfer my kid over to the border. So do you, Jeff, do you ask do you think that um if Chazara Nazara kicks in, this will help a lot? Yes. I I think I think that can't kick in until a lot of problems are solved. Uh, and I think it's eminent. Uh, I've actually released some information on uh, what I think is going to happen with that. Uh, don't expect that everyone's going to be rich all of a sudden. Um, that won't work. The world wouldn't work. No. Uh, I actually think that we will have a few good years of not paying tax and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. uh, there's a bunch of good stuff. But if you th just think about it with the the way the system works and the way it's being sold, even on some shows that you quoted the names of before, they're saying, you know, the bad guys won't be able to get away with this anymore and stuff like that. But also think about this. That means it's the elimination of cash. Right. <clears throat> Eventually. Can't happen right away. But this is going to usher in the mark of the beast. Yes. Yeah. Well, once you have world peace, then that's the, yes, the Antichrist rises up. Yeah. Start looking mm -hmm. out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
Well, and someone had said, um, when I was at this conference, I don't remember who, she, I think you guys would know, I can't remember her name, but she um, talks about um, ritual and um, SRA. She talks about all of that and she's written a lot of books. Some We did a panel and they asked that question, do we think that we'll see the Jasara and Asara in our lifetime? And she said it perfectly. She said, I don't think we're gonna see it until we've learned our lesson. And have we learned our lesson? I don't know. You know what I mean? Are people waking up and, and seeing that this evil, are they going to stop it? I don't know, because you're right. People just had all that money. How would the world work? How would the world run? It just, it wouldn't. So. I, st I still don't think that when I say the world, I don't mean all the world, Jeff. What I'm talking about is not the countries that are suffering. I'm on about the England, for instance. They don't really understand suffering financial compared to some countries. So you don't understand the hardship, the trafficking and stuff that's going on. They just don't see it. Yeah, listen, I, I think the, the evil will continue because evil is evil. And it's never going to go away. But there's definitely going to be a time when it's lessened. Um, we are in the great harvest. And, you know, yeah. God's going to play his card and completely outdo the devil, what the devil meant for evil. Uh, God is going to play. How he does it, I can't tell you. I know the answer exactly, but I know it's going to be supernatural. Um, I believe it's already started. In fact, I'm confident that Great Harvest has already started. And, you know, the beautiful thing is, uh, through this time, people are going to be crying out to God. And, and you know what? It's been so uncool to be a Christian or disciple of Christ for so many years. And you know, people are going to be desiring it, you know, yeah. like, how, how do I get what you have, Claire? How do I get what you have, Madison and Jesse? How come you're shining? You know, it's, and, yeah. and we're coming into that right now. Listen, I, I noticed just on a small scale, you know, I walk my dog every day and, you know, the days that I kind of rush out the door and I haven't really done my prayers yet and stuff like that. And not that I'm religious about it, but you know, if I get the relaxing time to spend with the Lord and I go out, every neighbor treats me differently. They smile when I'm two doors down there waving mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But, you know, the morning when I didn't have that time and I'm just not shining from inside, um, you know, they, hey, you know, uh, no, I know everyone in the neighborhood sort of thing and uh, yeah. it's friendly, but there's a noticeable difference. And, and I think that's mm -hmm. what's going to happen is so many more people are just going to be shining and and think about it when you don't have the burden of how do I pay my uh, hydro bill this month? How, you know, you just go to work and the government ain't screwing you anymore. Right. 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 Uh, and, and I think the humanitarian efforts will end uh, people, you know, living on the streets and stuff like that immediately. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's where people say, oh, you're going to have a hard time finding housing, housing or anything. I don't think that that's true. I think that we have enough housing and I think we're going to take the housing back from all of the land that these elites and globalists have bought and we're going to give it to the people and we're going to provide that housing and then provide the care. And, and Paul O'Bell, I don't know if you know who that is, but he had called me and he said to me, he goes, listen, the people that are going to rise up and talk about Jesus are not going to be the pastors. They're going to be people like us and then people with pink hair and people that are crazy. And I found it so funny because he said that to me. And 
few hours prior to him saying that to me, um, a girl in the porn industry, she's out of it now. And she goes, guess what I did? I'm like, oh, great. What'd she do? She went and got her um, license or her license. Not, she went and um, went to Bible school did it this pat and graduated. And I was like, Oh my God, why don't you tell me? She's like, I just, she's like me when you're in the industry, you just kind of do things. Like when I did schooling, I just did it at only once. I didn't want to to wreck it for me. I was so proud of her. And I'm like, these are the ones that are going to write up the former porn star went to Bible school now has her degree. Like let's rise up, you know, like the ones, cause the yeah. sinners are the ones who are going to rise up and the ones, not these, not the prophecies. God can, you, can you give her, like, I know not her stage name or anything, but can you give her first name just so our audience can pray specifically for her? Um, no, just because I do protect these girls. If it's a unique name, if, okay. Well, you know, Brenda or Karen or something like that, it wouldn't matter. If it's a unique name, then... Yeah, but I'll ask her if she wants to talk to you because she would be really awesome to talk to. She's just been amazing, and <clears throat> I protect these girls. I love them, and, you know, even some of them that are in it, it's hard for them to get out, but I'll do everything I can to get them out. But I'll... Very, I'll it's very, she must be proud of her. That's really good. Oh, I'm so proud of her. When she said, it's like, you never know when they say, I did something. You're like, oh, no, what you do? Mm. But that's not like Claire said it to you. What? It's what not you like Claire said it to you, which would have a whole different meaning. Right? But, you know, you. I, then I had to check my heart because I'm like, you know, these these girls are doing good things. And so I can't think that they're always going to do something bad because people do that with me. So I had to check my heart a little bit on that one because I'm like, which I shouldn't have thought that. I should have just thought, what did you do? And then that's it. So, yeah, she's I'm, I'm proud of her for sure. And I agree. How long did her to go through the college? Four years. Four wow. Years. Yeah. 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 Should, should I get on with it now then? Should I do it? I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Claire has entered college. I want to do it because if I do it now, I might be just in time for you know what, AC. Yeah. <laughs> you should do it. If you want to do it, you should do it. No, because then you'll say, oh, what have you done? <laughs> no, I won't. You know what? Honestly, I would advise against it. Would you? I would. Um, I think a lot of these colleges, and I can't speak for everyone, yeah. uh, but I think a lot of them are religious. Yes, legalistic religious. And uh, mm. you know what? You can study the Bible, and as long as you have the Spirit of God in you, God will reveal it. Spend time with Him. Uh, now, if it's on your heart, don't get me wrong, maybe God's calling you to a specific school. So I'm not saying against that, but that's just my own feeling. I would never go myself. No, these these schools are being infiltrated, but that's I'm sure a show for another time. Like Liberty University, Moody's Bible College, all of the big ones are things are coming out about these colleges, and they're supposed to be so-called Bible Christian colleges. Can yeah. I ask you something as well, Jeff? Is there any way that you know? Do you ever do anything live like this that we can jump on with you and do some study live? And talk about things. All right. It's funny you talked about that. Oh, look at Jesus working. It just came to me. It just downloaded. <laughs> it just downloaded. We've been doing Revelation, uh, the book of Revelation, an actual Bible study every Sunday. Mm -hmm. uh, we're taking a break from that. And, you know, it's funny. We had a great guest on yesterday. 
uh, summer day, and she was talking about she has this reading the Bible course. But you know what? What was put on my heart before she came on was I want to start just uh, reading chapters of the Word and stuff like that, and putting it online, pre-taping it for a Sunday. You know, uh, because I'm kind of leaving. Uh, we had a pretty big audience on Sundays for these. And, you know, I'm feeling a little bit of guilty taking some time off, you know, when uh, when we've got some people and, you know, they're kind of relying on us. So uh, perhaps there's a conversation there where we can uh, work on something because it wouldn't need a lot of prep. And, and you know, we'd just kind of do something and uh, we'll get back to Revelation Sundays as well. Uh can we help you with Revelation Sundays? Like where we pre-record and post it for you? Um, so you yeah, well, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're doing it. There's three of us, uh, Jody, who Jesse mentioned earlier, uh, and myself. And so that Bible study, I think we're going to leave as is. But yet, by the by the way, it is a playlist. And if you want to put it on your channels or whatever. Yes. Um, yeah, I'd like that. I think that there's some, listen, between you know, Jody and Jesse in particular, the amount of insight they have uh, is so fantastic. I study hard <laughs> to come up to, to, you know, be able to stand next to these two giants of, uh, of scripture. And, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of really good revelation and, uh, and what comes out of the scriptures. And we're giving people a really good understanding. God specifically told me to do the book of Revelation. There's no wow. doubt in my mind. Uh, not a popular one for the church to do, but uh, well, the, the church, they all want to talk about Jesus, but get uncomfortable when we want to talk about the devil. Yeah. Mm. And you don't know the real Jesus unless you read Revelation. Exactly. Exactly. People are like, Jesus was right. People always say, oh, Jesus was loving or whatever. I'm like, Jesus flipped tables. Like, come on. He was, he, yes, he's a loving and fun God, but he's better get right. I don't want to stand before him and not be right. Well, we just finished doing the judgments of God and the three woes. And, you know, if you if you think God doesn't have a temper, you haven't read the three woes in particular because they're devastating for anyone who's left on this planet when that happens. Yeah. 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 So um, anyways, listen, really fun show as always. I'm glad we got some. We did get some intel on it, so I can't call it a no intel part two. <laughs> An online quickie might give a bad impression, especially if my wife sees me pictured with three ladies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, listen, we did, and thank you for what you guys are doing. Uh, Claire, you know, the amount of work and the team that you've put together uh, and you know, your activity, your sense of humor is fantastic. Madison, you're going out there, you're taking beatings for the cause, <laughs> you know, that shoulder thing, that's not an easy injury. And, uh, yeah. and our audience of course knows that Jesse's involved with many teams doing this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I haven't actually physically gone out and been able to do the work yet, but I plan on getting, uh, my, my flesh into the fight as well, you know? Uh, in some capacity for sure and uh, and keep broadcasting it because I think God has uh, called us here to do this. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff, for everything. All right. Yeah. Anyways, and thank you, listeners. Oh, I, I got to do it. Sorry. Bear with me for two minutes here. Uh, join the Army. We're still accepting applications. Okay, got that one out of the way. And our coupon expires 
two days from now. So get it. It's the deepest discount you're going to see. Go to buyrightonu.podia.com and put in the code FATHER at your credit card. And uh, and the course can change your life. So please go check that out. You've been watching Right On Radio. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Claire. Thank you, Madison. As always, so remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community. Who's right? Who's right? He's right. Right on radio. Right on radio.